It is easy for worship leaders to feel alone. There is tremendous pressure on us each week to perform, to lead, and to help direct an amazing experience of worship and connection to God. But it's so overwhelming. There's no place to go to talk through these unique challenges worship leaders face. Welcome to the table. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the next episode of The Table. Uh, my name is Jason Squires, and I'm excited about we're going to continue our conversation this month about uh, team time outside of Sunday mornings and what it means to get creatives together in, in community. And uh, I have a special guest today. Uh, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Hi, my name is Manuel Luz. I'm the creative arts pastor of uh, Oak Hills Church in Folsom, among other things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell me what about, uh, tell me about a little bit more, all things, Manuel, like what you, you like to do art, music and yeah. you're a songwriter and you, you, you've got a lot of facets. Yeah. I, uh, I'm a, a songwriter, uh, primarily uh keyboard player, pianist, uh, been, been that all of my life. Um, I've, I've written a few books, um, on, uh, uh one, uh, imagine that discovering your unique role as a Christian artist that came out with Moody Publishers, uh, more recently, I came out with a book with uh, um, InterVarsity Press, IVP, called Honest Worship, From False Self to True Praise. Um, in addition to that, I've been an advocate for artists of faith for a dozen years, um, speaking internationally. Um, and uh, I also am an inventor. So I invented a, uh, a musical instrument. Maybe we can talk about that a little later. Yeah, 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 yeah. Love it, love it, love it. Uh, you kind of a lover of creatives, all things creative. I mean, I've, kn- I've known you for a long time, and you've always been such an advocate to get creatives together and get creatives in the in a space, um, and just all of the things that come with that. Uh, yeah, now you you've been doing this for a while. You you just we mentioned just before we hopped on that you're you're looking at uh, you're look looking at kind of the uh, retirement and moving on in future <laughs> years. But like we're, I mean, but it's you, you've been you've been at this for a long time. Yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, the creative aspect of who I am and, and I think is, is common for, for most of us. I, I, I think I was born this way. God created us uh, in his image. And so we all have some capacity for creativity. Um, Yeah. I'm on, I'm looking on the backside of, of maybe uh, the descent part of my life, but that that doesn't mean I'm any less creative than I was before. In fact, I think I'm probably more creative in my expressions now than I ever have been. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Just jump in here. Why, why are creatives stronger in community? Like what, 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 why, why are we better together? Like what is your, what, what, what are some thoughts on that? Good question. Um, I, well, fundamentally it's because we're humans and humans are stronger in community. Mm. God, ca- uh, God calls us to community to be to be for one another, to help one another, encourage one another, and all those things. And I think that that is just as equally true uh, for uh, the artist, for the creative. Um, I know so many guys. You know, they play their guitars in their in their bedrooms, or they artists that are painting in their own little studios. And it are um, being an artist and expressing art can be such an isolating thing. Um, and we lose sight of 
of what it is to be an artist. I think if we don't be in community and especially in community with other artists where we can uh, encourage, we can critique, uh, we can simply live the life that God calls us to together um, in community with one another. Yeah. I just, I mean, you're, you've, your love, I love the, first of all, I love your love for, our, for, for creativity and, create, and creatives and that it's not just like a part of your job, but it's actually comes from who you are. Um, for a lot of years you've done, uh, you've, you've put creatives in rooms together and yeah. kind of creatives in spaces. You've, uh, you used to run a conference uh, a while back, getting people together in a, con- a conference setting, like loving creative spaces. What are some strategies to help uh, create a safe environment for creatives to gather because uh, it's, it can be a nerve wracking to come into a room and like engage with each other. And like, cause you're, it's part of who you are. And, but like yeah. in, in, in all of your years of doing this, like what are some ways you found like some strategies to help create that space? Yeah. Um, all artists need two things. We need um, uh, acceptance and approval, Oof. the acceptance of our audience. And then we need the approval of our peers. And I think that that's a fundamental thing that we all kind of struggle with. And when we are in community, we actually, you put in any authentic way, we put ourselves out there um, and we have the ability to be criticized now, which we don't want, right? We don't, we want, don't want that, but that is a part of what it is to be spiritually formed uh, in, in biblical community, I should say, especially when we are together and we're helping each other to become more Christ-like. So, um, I put together a a, a thing a while ago called rules of engagement for creative arts groups. And in that there's a number of rules that I I, I came up with. Um, For example, um, uh, remember who you are in Christ. Uh, Fundamentally, you know, you are a child of God before you are an artist. Mm. And, and, and whenever you have a conversation or interaction with others, you come from that first more than you come for as an artist. Um, for another one would be all criticism must be Christ-centered. You know, you're the the reason why you you constructively criticize is to help a person become um, move them forward in their faith as well as in their art. Um, don't use groups primarily to promote yourself. I see a lot of people do this in the very very much of the wrong ways. They, they you join a group so that you can um, get accolades from other people and instead of being a part of real community. So, um, you know, learn to promote others and they will promote you. So, and then um, I'll just, I'll just, there's a number of other rules, but one other is, uh, is let art be a byproduct of your spiritual growth. So Mm. um, you have to remember that you are God's art. If you're and you're God's art and, and God is trying to complete you. And that's that's the more important thing. And your art and the way you express it is one of the ways that God uses your art to help to complete you. So remember that your art is is not the final product. You are the final product. Your art is a byproduct of who you are in Christ. So good. Uh, now you talked about in one of the rules there about criticism, and I, I want to kind of sit there for a second. What, mm-hmm. um, 
now criticism can come in a lot of ways, especially in a worship team. You're talk, we're talking to worship leaders and, you know, it's coming into rehearsal, not prepared or something. And there's a person on the team that might uh, maybe be drawing back rehearsal a little bit. And we've all kind of been in that space where you're like, and you're like, it's trying not to criticize the person, but like, we're talking to an artist. We're talking to, we're not, we're, probably, we're talking to a creative here. Like how, give us some ways to kind of like wow. critique that well and, and, and not, and not make somebody feel like, you know, it's, it's easy to feel like lesser than, or, um, you know, maybe you're not up to, up to the par with what's happening around you. If that, does that question make sense? Yeah. No, it doesn't at all, Jason. I've never had that happen. To <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, all of yeah, my rehearsals are flawless. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. That's, no, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a really, really practical and a good question. And I, I think what it, what it, where it hap- begins is that, uh, you have to be in relationship with the people that you lead. Uh, and, and you have to, um, you know, all of, all of leading, and I would include worship leading, mm. built on trust. Um, the reason why you're able to lead your congregation in worship is because they trust where you are taking them. Um, and the same is true with your worship team, your, your band or whatever. They trust that you know where you're going musically and in our case, spiritually. And so if you've built that trust with each of your people, you should be able to take them aside. And I, and I strongly say, take them aside. Don't, don't ever do this publicly. You take them aside and provide them with, uh, let's say, uh, mutual encouragement so that they can understand, well, here's what you could have done better. And here, here's, here's some, I, some, um, defensive postures that I might be seeing in you that maybe you need to let go of. And, you know, and, and that happens, it doesn't happen with one conversation. It happens over the course of time. And, and you build trust with one another over that. And, um, and hopefully, you know, you trust that God is in the midst of it. Um, you, you, if you're not criticizing your people um, in a godly way, um, you're not really doing them a service you're you're you know you're you're as a worship leader as a worship pastor perhaps you part of your job is to help them grow in christ and so you've you've got to not just get the music done you know the the music once again music is the byproduct of of our spiritual lives uh not not the product and and so um uh, just a just like um a good performance is is the byproduct of a good worship experience. It's the, the, the coming before God in the, and his throne, that's the product. Mm-hmm. So I love did that answer the question. Absolutely did. I love that you I mean led with that, like built on trust, built on relationships, built on community. Like if you don't have that, it it's your, there's no like stock in the bank. I mean, it's like you come at it and it's, all of a sudden we're, we're automatically like it's defensive mode and you're blah, blah, blah. And it comes out and it's not, it's not coming from a place of like, you know, that they have their best interest in mind and vice and vice versa because of relationship. It's funny how much community comes back to create uh, creatives come back to community. It's like, um, but like you said here at the beginning, it's cause we're also human and humans, humans need that space to go. It's like, we need each other to lean on and we need each other to be, uh, you know, to create that, to, 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 to create that space. So yeah. those, those are some, so you talked about rules of like strategies for like a safe environment. 
But when, what, does it, what doesn't work? Help us get over some of those hurdles in like things we should shy away from. If I'm going to get creatives together in a room, like from your years of experience, what are some things that it's like, don't do that? Like, don't, don't do these things um, or don't, uh, what doesn't work in that, in that instance? Mm. Um, uh, well, once again, creatives are human. Uh, humans uh, um, want to be encouraged and they, they like the attaboys. And I have learned that to, to lead my people by complimenting them in the right ways. Um, for, for example, if, if I see a negative, uh, some negative thing that happens with one person, but I also see a positive thing, I'm going to go out of my way to call out that positive thing. Hmm. That's the kind of thing you can do publicly. Right. Hey, I really loved when you did this or, you you know, you did you, you, you know, some particular thing that they did call that out. That puts once again, what you just said, putting putting trust in the bank that yep. puts trust in the bank. Um, and uh, um, and then later on, you can say, you know, uh, try to do this a little bit less. Go go here in, in that way more. Um, that's one one way. Um, another way is to actually give them a voice. Um, I've, uh, I, you know, one, one of the things that I've often done is I, I quickly surmise what they do well, and I'm talking specifically in a band situation. So, so if, a if a bass player does a particular thing, well, I might take the arrangement of that particular song and lean it that way to make that person show his strengths. Uh, yep. Yeah. Right. And then I go, that was really good you know, uh, and, and that, and, and give them that voice so that they feel like I'm really contributing to this particular song or this particular moment or this particular worship experience. Um, all of those things, uh, uh, build trust and then give them a sense of, Hey, can I try this? Okay, well, let's try it and see if it works in practice. And then you, you do it. And then, and you, and you, you know, that gives them a chance to, you know, all the, all the greatest things that have ever been created have been created in community. If, if you look at Michelangelo, he did everything in community. He had a team. If you look at Pixar or Disney or uh, Lockheed Skunk Works or Apple, you know, that, that was, uh, there's one guy in, that, that put his name on it, but it was always in community that it happened. The, uh, the um, Impressionism was done in community. Uh, so, so you, you, you put creatives together, let them be creative and, and then uh, create a, a culture where that creativity is encouraged so that other people are also encouraging each other. And then, and that builds, that builds into something really, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Disney plus has a uh, great documentary on the making of frozen two. It's a six, it's like a six episode, like from beginning to the release date. Like what it and it, you just nailed it when you said like every episode they're in a, a room of people around a table and, you know they're they're in a room watching the watching it together talking about it together you very rarely see somebody by themselves like working on something by the, it's like done it's done in creativity happens in community I love it I love it I love it um, so let's talk I mean we talked a little bit about this but let's talk directly to the worship pastor if I'm building community on my worship team what are like what are some like practical ways like outside of Sunday that I can, I can build 
uh, I can build that. I can build that time in. Um, I mean, as you've been doing leading worship for a long time, like what, mm-hmm. what kind of things are you doing outside of, uh, outside of, um, outside of sun, outside of Sunday to kind of help build these things into your team? Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, for example, uh, just this last weekend, we had uh, an annual gathering of all of our worship and tech teams. Um, we did it at one of our people has a ranch. So we went out to the ranch and uh, this person uh, um, uh, has a stage in their backyard and That's they awesome. set up a PA system and we had a jam session. It yes. was a potluck. Everybody brought their food and then everyone brought some charts and, you know, they, we did everything from, from the, uh, you know, uh, top 40 to country to, uh, <laughs> we, uh, our, our, uh, worship pastor here, uh, just, uh, recently, um, started putting together a, uh, uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, um, tribute band. So we did some CCR. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, and it was, there was no reason to do this other than it was just fun and we yeah. were together. And uh, it was a it was a beautiful with you know our all our children were together and playing it was it was just a beautiful time. That's one way that we I mean we create that those community things and with no agenda right. Yeah. Um, uh, once a year, I try to meet with every person um, on the team one okay. um, one, take them out to lunch or go get a get a coffee with them, uh, and that is an opportunity for them to go one-on-one with me yep, and know me more personally. And I, and I do the same with them. Um, there's an expectation uh, on the worship teams that you are, uh, and tech teams, I should say, uh, that, that you are uh, diligent in your spiritual formation. So the, that question is uh, commonly asked. And then just, uh, just giving, um, giving time during rehearsals to connect with everybody and have everyone connect with each other. Now we have we have a rotation. Uh, so some of the large churches have rotations. It's not the same team every week. So it's harder to build a community that way. But it's over the course of time that you you start to get used to each other and let them let the bass player hang out with the drummer. Let the you know and that kind of thing. I also say that I I'm I'm, all, I'm very uh, specific about trying to get the older guys to hang out with younger guys. So, you know, we have a, we have a uh, diversity in our worship teams. We have guys that are in their seventies and we have guys that are in their teens. And so you, you know, you want them mixing it up together. And I just, it just love, I love it when they're talking and, you know, the 17 year old is going, have you heard of this band? And the seven-year-old's like, no, I haven't, you know, and they're, they're mixing it up. It's great. It's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. You ever, yeah. I, I always love when uh, younger, younger guys think that like, uh, like an old worship song is something new and you're like, no, 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 that's been around for a long time. And they're like, are you sure? This is sounds like a new, it was like a new song, you know? Um, can't remember who it was recently just redid. Did you feel the mountains tremble? And you, there was like this, this is a brand new song. You're like, no, 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 that song's been around for a long time. I just, anyway, this just popped in my head. But so what are some benefits that you've seen to this, like to community amongst the creatives on your team? Like take, if you were to take that away, like you'd have a very different looking ministry. 
like what are some benefits to having that kind of implemented as a as a in in the creative life hmm. uh outside of the fact that I think that the music is better and the, and the, and the hang is better and all of those things. Um, let me give you one example is that, is that when tragedy strikes, mm. you know, when, when, when someone loses somebody or when someone gets sick or somebody like that, and now you have a community built into your worship teams or, or whatever teams you have, that it will come along one aside one another and help one another. Uh, um, I don't. I just don't see how people out in the world that are loners how they make it. Yeah, I, I just couldn't live without the idea that. And I'm an introvert, right? So I. I yeah. It's not like I. I. I, I socialized for fun. I. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I don't see how how you know how you can survive in this this somewhat. Um, in different world without community. Um, it's just, it, it just makes life sweeter. So that's, that's one of the, one of the benefits. Um, the other benefit is that, you know, when you, when you build yourself a, a team and a, and a culture of, of community in your teams, um, uh, you just end up with a, um, how do I say this? It's, uh, it's a it's a quality of life issue the mm. people want to come people want to be there people want to you know uh, hey i get to worship again i get to lead worship i get to play again they're coming in early they're setting up they're hanging out they're doing that kind of thing um i think if you have that going on in your ministries i think there's something good that you're doing you know outside of just a, 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 outside of just this that isn't necessarily uh literally biblical but i think it's completely biblical yeah you know, oh, totally, no, totally. They, they all had uh, everyone was gathered together and they had everything something in common or they had everything, yeah. everything in common um anyways no talk to the talk to the worship pastor who's sitting here listening to this thinking i don't do this and uh what like step one i mean if there's like a step one into creating community like is it like do i just put a, a potluck on the calendar and and try it or do i uh like what like i've never done this before what would be a good step one into getting my getting people together like what is what are some thoughts that you could have with that wow um that's a good question i had never thought of that before um it wasn't a question i sent you it just popped in my head so i just it was something i, I was curious what your <laughs> thoughts were um I mean, well, it just, it, I think, yeah, it would probably end up being different for every person. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, for some people there, that's, it's, I would say probably if you're not doing all of those things, it's probably because uh, you don't, either you don't see a value in it or that isn't how, it isn't your natural inclination. Right. So uh, I'm hoping that by the end of this podcast, you're starting to see the value now, if if that's not your inclination, if you're just not that kind of social butterfly kind of guy or gal, um, there there are some things that you might need to learn. Um, there might be some areas of uh, uh, in your in your personality or the the bent of who you are um, that God needs to be teaching you. And so, if that's the case, I would probably go to some of my more trusted uh, volunteers and go. 
tell me how I can be better at this mm. and, and get some honest feedback from some of your uh, uh, volunteers and, and see if there's things that, that need to be improved and then go, hey, help me to do this. Help me to uh, be better at the social part of things. Help me to um, create a better culture where we are um, doing the one another's, where we are in community together. So, that's good. Yeah, coming up, you got to come up a level, and and rather like just rather than just starting yeah, going. Yeah, let's, and you're not going to talk about why, it, right? You're not going to you're not going to be able to to change yourself by yourself. Correct. So so once again, the answer is community in order to, to create community. Right. And a lot of times in those instances, if you were to just start something and it's not a value, people aren't going to see it as an importance. And so you can't just go, this is important. Go. It's like, you know, you have to gradually like introduce it as why it's important. Um, and talk about it from, I mean, a lot of worship leaders, I mean, it's just like struggling to get by week to week. And you think adding one more thing to your calendar, your schedule, but if it's part of your value system, it, it, you kind of do what's important in your, in your day and do what's important in your, like in your workflow. And, um, and, and like we've talked about this a couple of times already. So like community is such a value in the creative process. I mean, I, as soon as you said, when tragedy strikes, it's like, that's exactly why, I mean, cause it's going to, and somewhere we're working with people and it's, you know, it, life is going to happen. Um, and you can just be there for somebody and, um, but not to mention the fact that you look across the stage, make eye contact with somebody, and because you're in community, you know what they're thinking, and you know, like it's just that that kind of give and take and makes the band better, and that's everybody wins. Everybody yeah. wins when that happens. There's nothing better than a good potluck with your friends, though. I mean, when it's like an an, an agendaless like get together, eat some good food. Like there's not there's nothing better than that. Am I right? No. Did you guys have some good food at this potluck? I hope so. I hope. Uh, we had some great food at this potluck. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, uh, um, and, and, and probably um, one or two adult beverages as well. I mean, <laughs> I mean it's all there, right? It's all there. <laughs> uh, so question for you. So uh-huh. we, call, we call this podcast The Table. Uh, and just like your pot, your, the potluck you had, I think good conversation happens over good food. So if I was to be invited to your house for dinner what would what would be on the table like what is your like in your family like this is when people come over is there like a signature dish that you make or is there like a a genre of food that you like to do what's what's kind of what what do you guys do okay so you're getting personal now Oh, Um, i'm getting getting real personal so so um my wife does almost all the cooking because i'm not a good cook um, but I have a tendency to do most of the dishes, so it all works out. Yep. Um, but if you were to make me make the meal, okay. Either, okay. So I, this is funny when I, when I was very, very young, like 21, 22 years old, um, I learned, I don't know where I learned it from. Somebody told me you got to learn one gourmet dish. Oh, that's good to, uh, yeah. Because you needed to impress the ladies. <laughs> Fair point. That's a fair point. So the one dish that I learned way back in the day was, is called uh, chicken puff pastry. Ooh. And it looks very fancy, but it's really easy to make. So uh, every once in a while, I just, I'll just come home and I'll go, Hey, I'm going to make puff pastry tonight. And I still do that today. So I'll make, I'll make this meal. Um, my wife gets to, gets to do the dishes and I'll, I'll do that. So if you were to 
if you were to say, Manuel, make me a meal, that's the meal I would make you. Chicken puff pastries. Puff pastry, uh, a side of asparagus and rice. That does not sound terrible. That sounds delicious. Yeah, it, it actually is. It, it is good. That's that's how I got my wife to marry me. <laughs> Will you marry my chicken puff pastry? <laughs> what was there something that stood out at your potluck that was like everybody went for? Is there like was there like a a good dish that somebody brought? Probably to the it was probably the brownies at the end. Oh, of the- there's always a good brownie. There's, there has to be a good brownie at the. There was, yeah. I love it. Hey, how can we how can we connect with you? You talked about the walkabout earlier. Um, tell us all things how we can connect with you. Where where, we, where to find that? And uh, all yeah, all things Manuel. Sure. Um. Um. You 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 can find my books. Uh. If you just go if you um Amazon my name Manuel Luz L U Z, you can find my books there. Um. If you want to listen uh, read my blogs or get more information about me, uh, that would be um, manuelluz.com, M-A-N-U-E-L-L-U-Z.com. Um, if you wanna um, know more about uh, my musical instrument, it's um, in a sense of it, it is like um, a conga that you can wear. So it's it, um, probably, your your leader your listeners would know um, um, we the kingdom. Yep. So we the kingdom uses one of our instruments. It's called a walkabout drum. So they have it as as part of their um, unplugged set, and they'll use it in place of a drum set. Awesome. And it's awesome because uh, for a lot of churches, a drum set's too loud. So you can bring one of these. You strap it on. You can actually even go wireless with it, and you can you can and play and and. A lot of unplugged types of stuff. It it works great. So you can look at walkaboutdrum.com and find that there, or you can find it on Guitar Center or musiciansfriend.com. Amazing. Nicely Mm -hmm. done. I love it. I love it. Hey, I appreciate you hanging out today, and I appreciate you all the this kind of creative conversation. um, And just, I again love that you, I love your love of creatives, and I've always loved uh, just your passion that you bring to the creative process and people who are, uh, you know, kind of understanding what that looks like and who they are. And um, so, yeah, I, I appreciate it so much. Yeah. And, and thank you for doing this podcast. Yeah. I, I'm blessing many, many people. And I just, uh, my, I, my prayer would be that it would bless hundreds of thousands of Amen. over the course of time. So, Amen. I love it. All right. All right. See you guys next week. <laughs> <laughs>